You're listening to Child Care Sights and Sounds, presented by Danny Christine Inc., a podcast made for child care providers by child care providers. Welcome back, everyone, to Child Care Sights and Sounds. I'm Danny. I'm Gigi. This is episode six, I believe, and it's late, but it's still Tuesday. <laughs> Better late than never. Right. For, for some, yes. Right. <laughs> um, last week's episode was all about Gigi, and I think we're going to continue that a little this episode because there were some questions that I still had that I figured um, you guys might be interested in knowing about um before we move on but i guess before we get into that how's your day going my day i know it's gonna sound horrible it's not it's going pretty good i am so jelly of you that you get to work from home because now i kind of i want to say i kind of get a taste of what you do probably nothing nowhere but yeah I'm actually um I am working from home today because unfortunately my daughter was exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID-19 which is unfortunately the world that we live in today she uh goes to public school you know this is her first year in public school thankfully um Danny created a program within our center where when she was supposed to start school last year during when the pandemic started, I was able to keep her, quote unquote, under my wing. Um, but yes, I'm working from home today because she's been exposed and has to quarantine. And that's my baby. So I'm going to quarantine right along with her. <laughs> you know, I find it funny how you're making it seem like this is your first experience working from home. Meanwhile, all of last year, or not all of last year, but for a good, like, four months. You know, I forgot about You worked this. from home every other, other week, week for four uh, months. I forgot so about that. Maybe you weren't working? Question no, mark? it felt so long ago. That was last year or the earlier this year? That was last year, right? It was last year. It was 2020 at the start, pretty much, of the pandemic. Oh, my God. How could I forget that? Maybe because so much has happened since then. I keep forgetting yeah, that's how, that's only how two we years were, old. That's how, um, I think that's when we first started the podcast and how we were able to be consistent in the beginning because yes, first, you worked yes. from home. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Because I'm like, we don't have time. And you were like, the listeners want the podcast. I'm like, well, how did we do this before? But yes, it makes sense. And we were home every other week. So um, had the time to do it. Oh my goodness. That feels so long ago. Yeah. But you see how she likes to f- conveniently forget <laughs> about the good things that happen. Do you miss that? <laughs> did you did was that functionable? Like oh like being the CEO of the company, like was that functionable or in a whole have that plan? I don't think I've um, for administration, yeah, it didn't really matter. Um in terms of what needed to be um done for me <laughs> like assignments and tasks that I gave you guys as administration yes it worked from home because you were able to actually focus on getting those tasks done and there's no excuses why it couldn't be done right yeah. but like 
unfortunately in childcare, <laughs> teachers working from home can't happen because who's gonna watch the children? Like, I think we had staff do one week off and one yeah, week Yeah, no, I'm not saying, it. yeah, they did, but they didn't do, they weren't being paid basically to stay at home. It mm. was that they were working overtime on the weeks that they were on. To balance it out. And it balanced it out as far as their paychecks. But um, when they were home, they were not being paid for that unless they were one of the virtual virtual classroom teachers. Um, then they were working every day. And even then, it was very minimal very minimal work. Um, so I honestly like that method. I, I, I would prefer if I was a classroom teacher, I would prefer to have that sort of schedule where I just go hard and work overtime every single day for one week. And then I get to stay home every other week. Like that's, that's a lot. That, that, um, that's the bomb. And then I it balance it out it, and it gives me opportunity to, do anything else basically right and for anybody wondering like why the heck would you do that it was really because at the start of the pandemic um men we called it like group a and group b group a staff was and at that time we only had um one center location this was i want to say from like from april to the end of june of 2020 we worked um, in group A and group B, because at that time we had one center, we had lost, I want to say about 50% at least of our kids that were coming to us because their parents wanted them either to quarantine or their parents were quarantined or they did lost their or what have you, all the different scenarios that took place back then as to why people were pulling their kids out of childcare. Um, we didn't have that many kids and we didn't really want to let go of our staff because we were staying open. But at the same time, we didn't know what was going to be going on with our finances. So we couldn't continue to pay everyone full time for an unknown amount of time. And this was after, I'm saying this happened in April. So this was already two, three weeks into it um, where to the point where like, okay, this is clearly not going away. Because I don't know if you remember, initially it all started with, oh, um, public schools and everything was going to only be closed for two weeks. Do you remember that? I do. And then that two weeks well, turned into we know how that month. turned out. And then, and then it was like, oh, we're never coming back. I don't know. <laughs> So at, to, at the point where we realized, like, we don't know what's about to happen, yeah. that's when we made those drastic changes. Like, we have to switch something up, but we don't want to lose our staff. We don't want to let anybody go. Um, and we want to give choices. So uh, we let it be known that if anybody did want to be laid off because they weren't comfortable working, that they could let us know. And that was an option. We did lay off a couple people who wanted to be laid off. But for those that didn't, we still had way too many staff. Yeah. Um, and there was also the risk of like, okay, we were thinking if somebody, if a staff member test positive or a child test positive and now we have to quarantine does that mean we have to shut down the whole building, the whole building. Mm -hmm. um 
because all of our staff were exposed. So basically having two different groups of staff would mean that in the event that all of our staff members were exposed one day um, and all of them that were there at that day needed to quarantine, um, the uh, there's a whole separate group of staff that could come in and take their place the following day as needed. Um, and uh, that's how we operated for a couple of months until the summertime. That was so smart of you. So smart. So either way, what you did was set up your business to function, even if there was a possible exposure or someone tested positive throughout the whole pandemic, giving families of those who were essential workers the opportunity to still work. And that brought to my mind, didn't, I know it's going to sound horrible, but didn't somebody steal this idea from you? Didn't, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> yes, I do feel like that idea was Ooh. stolen without any credit given, but it is what it is. Like, doesn't matter. That's what I do. You know, I, <laughs> I share my, I share my ideas, um, not necessarily for other not necessarily, you know, for other um, leaders within the industry to take as their own, but I can't help that and it really doesn't matter. Have you ever heard the saying like, you know, if um, no, no idea is new, like no ideas are original because someone has thought of it before, like maybe they didn't realize it was stolen. Maybe they thought they came up with it on their own, but whatever. <laughs> And what you put out comes back tenfold, the saying, you know, and, and you, you show that, especially through your other business ventures, you definitely put things out there to support those. Um, and I'm sure you know how appreciated you are. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I thought it was nice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do y'all hear that? Danny, Danny do not care. Danny does not care. Um. What were we talking about? <laughs> Originally, this turned out to be about you when it should have been about me. About me? Or was I talking about our staff? Because you you claim to have forgotten that, I, that I was working, working from, home. from home. I, I oh my goodness. It's so crazy. But you know what? I, I get why being at the center is needed. But it just goes to show you. Uh -oh. um, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I just, I remembered your question and how we got into that but sorry what, what was it <laughs> you were asking you said did you think that was a good idea so you asked oh. me to elaborate and um i you, you asked if it was functional for me yes. as the owner and i was trying to explain that yes for administrators staying home you were able to get a lot of administrative work done because there's no excuse not to um even though some did find excuses <laughs> um, <laughs> But for teachers, unfortunately, unless they're going to be doing just a virtual program where parents don't actually need supervision, like childcare supervision, because um, obviously you can't drop your kid off to daycare and there's nobody there to watch them because they're working from home. Yeah. So unless we were going to go back to a schedule where we have twice as many staff as we need to and um, everybody works only one week on and one week off, um, that wouldn't be possible. Mm -hmm. And 
for administration, that can't really work either because at, at, for as administration, you guys typically are paid salary. So whether you're home or not, you know, we would just be doubling our administration cost, which is already through the roof. <laughs> so that that's not really possible. Um, but yeah, it was nice while it lasted. I agree. I agree. So I'm ready for my questions. Oh, she said that's enough about the company. <laughs> we do with the company. <laughs> 24-7, even in my sleep, I think about what am I going to do tomorrow, how the day is going to happen. Oh, oh me kids. too. I, it's like I go to sleep thinking, I open my eyes thinking. Like the first thing I check sometimes is the work phone. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, is it dead? What, did it ring? Or sometimes it goes off at 2 o'clock in the morning, or 3 o'clock in the morning in my head. I'm like, was this a staff that was calling out? Should I have answered it? Sort of like, then I was like, you know what? I need to get some sleep. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. um usually that's like for some reason children playing on yes. their parents yes. phone. i don't know we get you so many voicemails from children like what is going on one was it over it wasn't this past weekend i know we were it was last work. weekend i think it was a spanish-speaking child that left us a voicemail and then they were like, hello, hello. And then I listened to it and they were like trying to like, I guess mimic, but it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Um, funny enough, speaking about like thinking of things like in bed work related in one of the, I'm about to get on the weekly meeting with the other directors and um one member from our our licensing agency and I remember a couple weeks ago in one of the meetings she mentioned how like she keeps a notepad by her bed and like she, like she'll think of things that you know might just pop into her head and so she doesn't forget it she writes it down and I was like that's so smart <laughs> because I think of I think of a lot of things while I'm laying down at night and I just have to sometimes I'll get up and like put it in my calendar as like a reminder to do something but if I just had if I just had a notepad it'd be so much easier but anyway on to your questions Hello. Yeah, I'm listening to you. <laughs> um, for anybody confused as to why we're saying hello, because like that's not, I feel like I wouldn't typically hear that on a podcast, but we're actually using an app. It's an, it's an app called Anchor that allows you to record your podcast. So we're both on our phones and it just feels like a phone call. It does. Um, it exactly is a phone call. I just have Yeah, it's a phone call through the app. So whenever our phone rings, it gets disconnected because someone else is calling and like, I don't know. But anyway, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a bit distracted because the work phone started ringing. So I was looking to see, but it's for our second location. Right. Um, okay. So in the last episode, you were telling us about school um, and what you're studying and stuff. And I think I may have already asked asked this but um i don't remember your answer i don't know if you went in depth enough with it um but what made you choose uh 
a career field in education specifically, or was it honestly like just that you were looking for a job that you could be with your daughter? Honestly, a little bit of both. Um, the whole idea of being in this field came from an individual um, who noticed how I was with children and um, was like, why don't you be a teacher? And ironically, my grandmother used to babysit kids as a living. I would help her. So it would just come natural to me to be around children, but it never dawned on me to make this a career. Because um, at the moment, I was doing the typical thing that families tell you to do. Oh, go go to school to be a nurse. You know, we're from the islands. I don't know if anybody know or could relate. If you were from the islands, the career field should be lawyer, doctor, nurse. Like that's the only thing that island parents think is a mm -hmm. is a an appropriate field to be in. Um, but an individual was like, "You're so good with kids. Why don't you work with kids?" I was like, "Huh." I was like, really? Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, and this was before my daughter. This was before I had my daughter. Um, and then a year later, I had my daughter and then um, stayed home with her for two years. And when I was ready to go back into being around adults, <laughs> um, I had uh, I was not able to detach myself from her, if that makes sense. Um, so I was like, literally. You know <laughs> yes what, and I don't mind sharing it because I'm proud of it what Danny meant from that comment was I nursed my daughter until she's three years old okay which is very common nowadays thank you very much no judgment no judgment. none whatsoever but literally we would be having meetings with stuff and my daughter would walk over and just yank my shirt up and like I think at that point, you and maybe my clo other closest co-workers got a glimpse of things they shouldn't have. That's how comfortable she was. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I I was like, I'm going to try and work because my plan was to get my foot in the door and then enroll my daughter. But luckily for you, for me, not for you, lucky for me, you were so gracious and welcoming. Like, it was like, as I'm going through the hiring process, my daughter was currently going to the enrollment process. Like, you took us as a package. And you don't see that very often, at least nowadays. Um, but I do think if you were where you were today, that would not be the case. What do you mean? We do hire, we hire uh, staff that have kids all the time. No, meaning like the way it happened, like bringing my daughter with me to the death. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, only because of COVID. <laughs> only because yeah. of COVID, we wouldn't be able to do something like that. But I have no issue. I really had no issue with it um, at the time. And I still don't. I mean, it's a child care program. What's the big deal if your child comes into the program? Yeah. Um, especially if they're going to be enrolling anyway. But right now, the big deal is COVID. And that's, that's really just it, that they have to go through the same process that all the rest of our kids go through. Yeah. But yeah, and then... Um... So did you say you, you enrolled in... Like, you were already in school by the time you started working for us right yeah I was already in school um I was oh, already so the comment about like oh why don't you be a teacher was encouraging you to go to school. like go to school oh, okay yes go to school so the two years I stayed home with my daughter I was I was 
in school. I was in school. I completed my degree those two years. I was supposed to just skim through. Looking back, I probably, probably could have my master's by now, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah, it does. Um, school on pause, and then the plan was to go back, but then the pandemic hit. Um, and then after that, I was going to go back again, but then center number two opened. <laughs> but this time around, I was like, I'm going to buckle down no matter what happens. And I did, and um, I made the dean's list after the first semester. Yeah, which is an amazing accomplishment. I'm so proud of you. Yes, yes, but I definitely need to buckle down this semester because I'm letting other distractions uh, make me lose gain of what is what I should be focusing on. The semester ends soon, right? I, the first semester already ended for me. I'm currently... Oh, that's be- how you found out you were on the dean's list. Yes, yes. When the semester ended and we had a two-week break. And I'm actually in the fourth week into the second semester. Wait, what? I know. It sounds crazy. You don't... So you don't have semesters. Like, there's just different... No, sessions. sorry. You're right. It's, it's, they call it quarters. Different... Okay. quarter. Yes. Sorry. Yes. You're absolutely right. Because at first, I said that I, that was my question to them. They're like, they don't have semesters. They have quarters. The thing with online schooling is they combine so much stuff in a 10-week period. It's, it's good, but it's a lot to take in all at once. Um, it's basically college in a rush, if that makes sense. Yeah, for adults that just they just need the degree to keep it pushing. Pretty much, classes are <laughs> once a week at 9 p.m. Um, again, it's geared towards working uh, people who work during the day and have kids with a case me. That's why the classes are nine o'clock at night. Um, so yeah, and then they give you a week to do three assignments for each class. I'm currently taking two classes, so each week, um by Tuesday midnight I have to submit six a total of six assignments so wow. it's not it's not and on top of that I have to pretend well let me let me be nice on top of that I have to engage with other students during discussions throughout the week <laughs> and I don't mm-hmm. have time for that but I do make time for it so again it's, it's submitting six assignments by Tuesday 11:59 okay Wow. And prior to you um, working for us, you very briefly worked at a different program, right? And I did, and that was not the best best experience at all. How long were you there for? Uh, two months. Mm. And if, um, I know that the reason, I think you referenced this in either the first or second episode of our, um, of our podcast season one already, like you mentioned that the reason you left is because they were being too rough with, with your daughter. Um, Physically aggressive. I witnessed them physically touch her face and shoved it the opposite way. Right. If that never happened, would you do you think you would still be there? Um That's a great question. Like were you happy work like going to work every day while you were there aside from that? 
aside from that, I was happy because I was in the classroom where I wanted to be. But I wasn't 100% happy because my daughter was having a hard time adapting, which of course bothered me as a mom. And I think I was looking for patience and understanding from that teacher because I knew that's what I would do. So if I continued to see that she wasn't adapting, I probably would have not stayed. Mm. That's interesting. And I'm, I'm surprised at myself that I've never asked you that question before. Like, what were some of the... Like, I almost didn't stay with you. I don't know if you remember. Because she wasn't adapting? No, because something had happened and no one knew what happened. But wasn't it just that she, like... I remember you and her dad coming in because we were t trying to tell you that she was biting. <laughs> no, like that wasn't even the issue. That wasn't even the issue. Because I knew from school, like, unfortunately, and people hate when I say this, but it's the truth. Biting is normal. It's just not appropriate. <laughs> um, she got a big chunk of her face scratched off. And at the time, no one knew what happened. And it left a scar. To this day, she has a scar on her face from it. And I knew about this? Yeah. You came in, you spoke to her dad, and you were like, maybe it happened at home. And if I, in my head, I was like, if I wasn't, I think it was, I want to say three months in, because I remember when you said that, in my head, I was like, if this wasn't my boss, I would have been like, excuse me, I know how my child comes in, and she didn't come in like that. <laughs> you yeah, said but okay, but all parents, <laughs> all parents say stuff like that, and now you, as the boss, also say stuff like that. I do, I do. So, like, you gotta pick a side. At the time, though, of course, I didn't. I know so much now. Like, clearly, that is a possibility. I do understand things happen very quickly. I just think that the whole approach, I think, is what made her dad upset. It could have been where, like, because like, all they kept saying was, I don't know, I don't know. And being a boss now, as we know, that's not the appropriate phrase to use. Where it could have been, you know, I understand, I, um, we were not aware. Things happened so quickly. It could have happened between this time frame and that frame. Like, some sort of explanation, not a simple statement of, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. So I think that's what honestly was the issue. Right. Were there things about that company, um, working for that company that you miss? Not no. the position, not like, oh, I was in the teacher, it was much less stressful. No. Like what, what I will say though, there's nothing about the company that I miss. What I will say though is the way they uphold their policy is like Cuba. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. <laughs> Cuba. <laughs> no, because it makes, it's their policy. It, it was to the point where staff would stop you from doing something because they, they would say, you can't do that. The policy is X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And mm -hmm. for me, I feel like that is very, being in the position I am now looking back, that is very good as a company because it shows that not only staff understood the policy, they uphold it even with someone new being present as opposed to teaching them bad habits from day one or letting them create bad habits from day one. Right. Example. I needed to use the bathroom. You know, I don't, the first time working in childcare, I don't think nothing of it. I was getting ready to just walk out. 
And they were like, no, 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 you can't walk out. There's something called ratio. It needs to be maintained at all times. And she was like, just call a friend, let me use the bathroom. I was like, okay. I was like, you know, how long do you think it's going to take? They was like, I don't know, just call and let them know. When they come, that's when you can leave. But until they come, you cannot leave. And on top of that, my belongings, personal belongings, were, were not allowed into the classroom, which meant I didn't have access to any technology device. Where did you keep them? There was a locker. They had the mini locker system. You were assigned a locker. You clock in. The locker was right by the clocking system. So no one could even think that, oh, I could walk past. So I didn't know. I didn't see. The locker was right there. You clock in. Stuff. Look on the so I had to check to see what classroom it was going to be. And that was that. That was that. Did you have to bring, like, was it an actual locker where things locked or? I bought my own lock. It had to be a key. They told you that it had to be a key lock. Actually, what it gives me, they need to be able to open and get your belongings, but it had to be a certain lock. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I remember when we had. Thank you. With the code ones? No, with the number, I think it's more difficult to open it if you don't have the code as opposed to the key one. Then you could easily just break it. Right. Yeah, we were, um, I don't know if you remember when we had um, um, Rane come to our staff development day. Um, she, Rane is a, um, a former licensing um, agency representative in Georgia, and I have. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but um, just in case, <laughs> I met her last year or maybe the year before, and uh, earlier this year, or I should say over the summer, I had connected with her, um, talking to her about our expansion efforts and like you know how we want to grow and stuff because she also used to work for a franchise um a franchise another a different daycare franchise company and i know just she just has a lot of experience with like com um licensing compliance basically and i asked her if she could come and speak at one of our staff development day events and she did and um, we were venting to her about how hard it is to like get the staff to keep their cell phones away, like to not touch their phones. And she was like, yeah, that's a really big issue. And someone mentioned the locker. Like, yeah, I don't really like the locker system because if you need to get it, how are you going to get it? And that's true. Like, yeah, what happened? I feel like you had it though. I feel we not, like we did I've have seen we did it. have we did have lockers at the first location at the very beginning. It was a big, like I think it was the nine, either mm -hmm. nine or twelve lockers, maybe nine. And um, gray, gray or they were in. Right. They were gray. They were in the room we used for school age um, before the second office was added. Um, if you even remember that. And, um, Ooh. and, but they weren't like actually locked. Like no, it no. was just, you can open Put your it. Put stuff in there and close it. Yeah. Remember. Right. So, but at the same time, I, I feel like I think the lockers make more sense because like, 
you can't, you're not risking your stuff being stolen, even though I'm sure we know nobody's going to steal your stuff versus leaving your phone and like the, a shoe, a shoe rack, you know, <laughs> like something like that. I don't want to be liable for 20, 20 people's cell phones or what if somebody does take the wrong phone. Was or... that shade? Was that was shade? No, it wasn't shade. I think that was my idea. <laughs> Was it a? It wasn't. A, was it a shoe rack? It was. It was a, the pocket folder things. Yeah, the pocket fold. If you remember, <laughs> um, at our first location, I think still to this day we have the pocket. Oh yes, on the back of the on door. The back of the door. Yes, I'm thinking of uh, like our second location. I forgot, and then staff was required to come in the office and put their phone in the in the shoe rack. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be, maybe I'll look on Amazon. There's got to be something like a specific like device or like tool or something that's like phone, phone holder. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you definitely, that definitely could be applied to our third location because there's so much room that we could actually find a place for our staff not to have their personal devices or even bags in the classroom. Um, and so just you, you would also like take off your purse and your jacket and put them in the locker too? Yeah. And how many lockers were there? Like this wasn't a big thing that took up a whole bunch of space? No, there were the mini, there were the same exact ones that you had, the nine with the mini ones. There were deep, you take off um, your, there was a coat rack, but mostly, but because of the locker were deep, you were able to stuff your bag and your coat into the locker and you close it, you lock it and you keep moving. But granted, granted, Apple Watches was not a thing. AirPods was not a thing. So it is a bit That's different true. nowadays. It is definitely different nowadays. That is so true. Because I could put my phone somewhere and if I do have, and I'm still trying to learn it, I'm, I feel so old with my Apple Watch, I do have to like take it off like airplane mode or seat mode. When I do use it appropriately, if I'm only a couple of feet away from my phone, I could get my messages. So if my classroom is next to, very close enough to the locker and my phone is in there, I could still get messages and, and phone calls and, you know, interact with other people through an Apple Watch. Right. But, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think that's even the same experience. Like, even if someone was tempted to just answer a text message on their watch or, um, like, I, I highly doubt someone's going to take a whole phone call from yeah. their watch while they're in the classroom. Like, that would just look very strange and obvious. But at least with the phones away, you're not, you can't, the scroll, the yeah. scroll is the temptation the of media. like opening up TikTok, opening up Instagram, opening yeah. your emails, like those types of things aren't really going to happen on an Apple Watch. I agree. And With the watch, you got to pull it up to your ear. You know, it, definitely. I agree. I definitely agree. But that is a different, like, I mean, that is a policy that we could enforce as well. Like, you know, all all electronic devices, take off your Apple Watch, take your phone, put it in this locker. Or if you're, you know, what needs to be happening, what is in our policy is that if we see it, we move forward with the disciplinary action. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so with that being said, I, I don't miss anything about that place. Just the fact that their staff 
it, it reflected on the staff that they understood the policy and they definitely took it serious. Right. So that's something to look into. I'll see if there is like a specific like storage box. There might be something specific for phones, but like even phones are not the only thing to worry about in the classroom either. Like some with a lot of our new staff, we have to keep reminding them like, oh, you can't leave your your purse here. Like your purse has to go away. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Having lockers would help with that. I'm yeah, just, and then uh, isn't that a, a yeah? It's a violation. It is. It is. But you know, we're not a space to keep their belongings. So being for them, for them to, they feel comfortable to put their stuff on top well, of. Well, we do them. provide them with a space to keep their belongings. If you're talking about the one classroom at the third location. Honestly, I did forget to buy the teacher's closet. No comment. But the rest of our classrooms at all of our sites do have teacher storage. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm um, I definitely, they, they have the, the wooden ones, the, the very good durable ones that could hold a lot of a lot of stuff. Right. But to be honest with you, I think my, my hesitation with purchasing a teacher's closet for that one classroom is that that classroom is already small. It wasn't going to go in there, which is why I temporarily said, can I have what I sent you? Because it was going to go, I don't know if you, well, yes, you do remember. And when you walk into the third location before you enter my office, there's a whole sitting area. Then on top of that, if you walk straight, there's a no whole nother area where the computer and the printing machine where teachers print their stuff, that's also another area, a closet or lockers, any type of holding device could go. Or into the hallway, there's another area left to the yeah. right where we could put something. It's definitely doable and a matter of um Yeah. Um that's that's I don't know if making a teacher's lounge right in the entrance area makes sense. Um, but we can definitely do something a little deeper into the into the hallway area. Um but we could talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, no matter what, we always go back to work. <laughs> yeah. And then speaking of going back to work, I got a meeting in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, Don't forget we have an interview soon. Yes. Yeah, at 2 o'clock. 1.30. Uh, 1.30, yes. 1.30 <laughs> is correct. 1.30 is correct. All um, right. So I wish I could join your weekly meeting. Like, it'd be, it sounds you when can. Danny, when Danny goes to her meetings and comes back, I'd be like, dang, that's what I missed. Like, I wish I could listen on. You can. I can send you the link. Oh, please. I'm ho I'm home. I definitely could listen as it's playing. Um, yeah, please. I, I definitely want an update on some things that we talked to staff with last week or just in general what's going on. Um, yeah, send it over. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, honestly, it's intended for directors. The majority of the people that attend this weekly meeting are directors, and there's maybe like a small handful of of okay. owners. Um, so, how did you? How would this? I sign it up? started in I think April or May of twenty, like the spring of twenty twenty. It started as like I think like a support group for for directors and owners that were go like you know dealing with the COVID situation 
and running a program. Or at that time, most of them actually had their programs closed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started with um, someone from CUNY, who you know, uh, the, the um, woman that helps with um, like getting our some of our staff their CBA classes. Like I, f- I forget exactly what her title is or what she does specifically, but um, she created this networking group. And eventually, I want to say a few months into it, it was she also invited the um, head of the lice of our licensing agency regional office to be included in the meeting and she's also been attending ever since so most of the time it turns into like i feel like it tries to start off as like you know oh say something you're grateful for (laughs) whatever like it's it's like i think what it's intended to be is a positive you know just a break from your day to like um talk about good things going on in your programs, I guess. But Mm -hmm. most of the time it turns into people asking the licensing agency (laughs) rep a whole bunch of questions about what's going to happen with this or is this regulation going to change or can we get a waiver for this or what what are you guys (laughs) doing? Someone came in. Is everybody getting... Cops Try to get a cheat sheet. Like, it's mostly like just venting to each other. And sometimes if we're lucky, we'll get like an advanced update of what's about to come down the pipeline with the state. Yeah, I don't blame them. If I'm with the state people, I'm going to ask as much questions as I possibly can. I don't blame them. Right. So I'll send... Are you the first to ask questions, by the way, all the time? No, I'm not always the first to ask questions. I will say that there are some times where... People are sometimes talking about things that are just like, this is not a problem that I have. I can't relate to these problems and I'm not interested in hearing this. And then it'll be quiet for a second and I'll jump in and change the subject and ask a question um, unrelated. Like that has happened a few times where I felt like it was an awkward an awkward segue that I made into something else but um I don't really care if like you said if yeah I we know I, well I, I know they don't know they should know by now but I know you're gonna you're gonna definitely make use of being on there exactly I'm gonna be That's here for an hour every week um with the head of the licensing agency I'm gonna ask questions if I have a question I don't blame you at all but okay, let me let you go. Send me over the link and um, do your, you know, where can they find this? On what platform, Miss Danny? Why don't you tell us? Where, oh can my they goodness. Find <laughs> where can they find you? Any platform that streams podcasts. Um, they can find me on Instagram, gg underscore sights and sounds. And you can find Danny on all of her platforms. She has everything. Everything, YouTube, everything, maybe even Netflix. <laughs> imagine, imagine we should pitch a show to Netflix for real. What Girl, it put be? it out there, put it into the universe, <laughs> the life of childcare owner and operations. Oh, I don't know. With this generation, we would have to make it a little bit messy to get them to listen. 
Yeah, that's that's gonna be bad for business, though. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, this is how they really are, and they're around my child. No way. Can you imagine? Like that would be such an interesting concept, <laughs> like a, a reality show for for childcare. Danny, like, you know it would, and, and it the focus would be all reality shows go into like um, people's personal lives. Yes. Well. Like, oh. have you? Do you watch Selling Sunset? on on netflix there's this reality show about like this um real estate agency in um in i think it's beverly hills or someplace in los angeles and 99 percent of the show is just about the drama that these girls have with each other and maybe one percent is like oh look at this house this house is five billion dollars the commission is 10 million dollars <laughs> like and in and my head i'm like i need more it, i need more details because i would like to make 10 million but then you get swooped in into the messiness yeah that show for real estate but the drama that goes on in their personal lives is what what it's all about and i let me tell you over the years there's a whole <laughs> bunch of drama <laughs> you would have a good show but you know it's, again it would be bad for business yeah, and I think that's probably the only re- like who would agree to do that? Who would agree to like? Girl, I feel like I <laughs> would agree to to put it all out no, there I and mean, get like, a check. Our, our family's children, like who? Which family member is gonna be like, yeah, whatever? Put our sh- put our kid on this messy reality show. If they were getting, <laughs> I know it's gonna sound horrible. If they were getting a percentage in the check and still getting child. I, I could I could see a few who would agree. I could see, and I could also tell you who wouldn't, but I definitely feel like we would get a few, especially from our first location. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. From the first location. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. This is so epic. All right. Let me find there's out how to, no, to Netflix. There's <laughs> no platform out there with this kind of reality show. And let's be oh. real. Once we put it out there, other childcare workers would tune in, be like, oh, yes, girl. Absolutely. I have the same parent like that. It's about time somebody told this parent about themselves. Absolutely. Even if we made, you know what, what, what we should pitch? We should pitch like a like a fake like sketch show. There used to yes. be a, there used to be a t- um a show on I want to say it was FX. Um the closest thing that ever came to what what I'm talking about was this like comedy show on FX where it was about teachers. It was about like an elementary school. It was basically like a fake reality show that was really just a comedy sketch show about elementary school teachers and elementary school kids and it was the funniest thing I had ever watched I don't think they ever I think they only did one season I think it was called teachers hold on let me look it up because now I'm so interested (laughs) while you're looking that up you I feel like um I saw something similar on TikTok where a teacher would have like a group meeting with a bunch of kids I'll show and tell and one kid brought like a dildo <laughs> and said this is my mommy's massaging stick <laughs> and the teacher was like mm, I don't think so but okay next and it fell and the teacher jumped and was like you need to pick that up I'm not touching that 
Yeah, I found it. It's actually on TV Land, and they did three seasons. I didn't even know TV Land was a thing anymore. <laughs> Isn't that TV Land where they like pitch all the old back in the day? Yeah, shows? that's what I thought. But apparently, <laughs> um, apparently, it's it not was on TV Land, <laughs> and it started in 2016 and ended in 2019. Um, but that was such a funny show. But we like if we could get. But then, like, if I pitch them the idea and then they do a fake version instead, like, they could just get paid actors. Why would they pick us if it's not a Because the actors will be more expensive. Listen, I'll do it for what? Give me me a (laughs) I'll do it for free. Okay? And then we could reestablish our contract later on. Just give me the the face, the, the just be put out there, and then the checks will come in sooner than later. Listen, I might have to cut this whole segment out because someone is going to steal our Our ideas. Let me tell you, if any of our listeners steal this idea... We're coming for you. (laughs) coming for you. Okay, what's the guy's name? Tell me your surroundings. You have messed with the wrong one. What is it take? No, not takers. That's what it is, Elba. Oh, my goodness. When his daughter got stolen... Oh, um, t- you're talking Taken with, um, I know who you're talking about. That guy who only I have a one set of special skills. Of his, yeah, all of his movies. <laughs> he was like, I have a set of special kit skills. Let me tell you, <laughs> I have a set of special skills. I will leave you views on your show that you stole from us all the time. Or you could just cut us a check and call it even. <laughs> one check, I'll be good with that. That's more than what I had before. <laughs> all right i just sent you the link for the meeting like Gigi said you can find us on um instagram at gg underscore sites and sounds and at danny christine consulting and you can find my youtube videos on youtube.com slash danny christine um that's it for now we gotta go <laughs> bye, bye. bye.